Hi, I'm Ariana. And I'm Julie Gavke. And this is Justice, That's, That's the, the Business, business We're in. in. This Michigan-based podcast focuses on civil rights laws and cases from the perspective of attorney Julie Gafke and her law firm. Attorney Gafke specializes in discrimination cases. This is a podcast for those who are interested in learning more about law, current events, and the way in which they affect our communities in everyday life. So first, we would like to say thank you so much for joining us back. Uh, this is our first episode of 2022, <laughs> which is a handful to say. Um, the past couple years have flown by for sure. And I can say that this year, even though we're only a week in, this is the second week, I think, we a lot has happened. Um, it has been very eventful nationwide and worldwide. So basically, for this episode right now, COVID-19 cases are at an all-time high and they are continuously rising. So within the last week, there have been 737,415 daily recorded cases on average, and this is according to the New York Times. And especially with the Omicron variant, which is more contagious, hospitals have been reaching capacity when it comes to ICU beds, in addition to having available staff in these hospitals. So currently, right now, lawmakers are in discussion about what is the right move to keep the country moving forward. Should we require masks and vaccines, or should we act as though um, we aren't in a pandemic and resume to normal activities without restrictions? So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about Biden versus Missouri, which relates to the federal government's vaccine mandate. So with Biden versus Missouri, this is a case that was argued very recently on January 2nd of this year. And this case involves two vaccine mandates and it was put forward by the Biden administration. And this was originally introduced in November of uh, 2021 on November 5th. And the first one was issued by the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. And this requires that all employees at private businesses with more than 100, with 100 or more staff be vaccinated or submit to regular testing. Um, the OSHA ruling affects more than 80 million American workers and the vaccine mandate is scheduled to go on effect on January 10th, which is yesterday, as we are currently recording. Um, the second vaccine mandate was issued by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services and requires that over 10 million healthcare workers at facilities that accept um, Medicare or Medicaid be vaccinated. So a federal district court um, of the Eastern District of Missouri had issued an injunction to 10 states finding that the states were likely to succeed in their argument that the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid lacked the authority to mandate the vaccine. Meaning in those cases that state healthcare workers are not mandated to get the vaccine. So what's the issue? 
the issue is whether the federal government, as opposed to the state, can implement vaccine mandates for employees. So, Attorney Gafke, from a legal perspective, how do you think that this case is going to turn out? Thanks, Ariana. So, first of all, the oral arguments were heard on January 7th, 2022, in the U.S. Supreme Court. And it related to these mandates that came out in November of 2021 by the Biden administration. One mandate, as you said, was through OSHA. The other mandate was through the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. And so we've got this, these oral arguments within two months of those mandates uh, being rolled out. Yeah. Um, that's unprecedented. It's what, what this is called is a stay application in the U.S. Supreme Court. What that means is with the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services mandate, that's the one where um, the Biden administration is requiring all health care workers who work at a facility that accepts Medicaid or Medicare get vaccinated. That has actually already been implemented and it's in place, but it was challenged and a district court, a federal district court issued what's called an injunction. And that injunction said that 10 states who had challenged the law, 10 states did not have to require healthcare workers who work for a Medicaid or Medicare facility to get vaccinated because the district court of Missouri found that the law was essentially going to be found to be unconstitutional. That the states that were challenging this mandate would likely succeed. And so that then got appealed and finally made its way to the U.S. Supreme Court and now the U.S. Supreme Court is deciding it. And so what they're really deciding is whether the injunction should have been um, issued not necessarily the merits of the case, but in deciding whether that injunction should should remain, the Supreme Court in making its decision is essentially going to rule on the likelihood of success of the underlying claim, and that's whether it's constitutional for the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services to have issued this vaccine mandate that all healthcare workers have to get vaccinated. The other, the other vaccine mandate had not gone into effect at the time of the appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, that has since essentially gone into effect as of January 10th, but the oral argument was before January 10th. So the reason I mention all that is this. Typically, the U.S. Supreme Court takes a lot longer to make decisions in cases, especially cases where there's been oral argument. Mm -hmm. um, they begin their term in October of each year and essentially end their term in June of the following year. And that's when many of the decisions are issued is in June. But I'm going to anticipate that since this is a stay application, meaning that if there's not an immediate decision, there'll be irreparable harm, 
My, I would anticipate a decision to be made in January. So I think we're going to hear a decision in January. Obviously, this is an important and timely, time-sensitive case in which the country the, and many workers are wondering whether this Supreme Court will uphold these vaccine mandates. Um, so what will the decision be? Well, obviously, I don't sit on the U.S. Supreme Court, but I did hear the oral argument on Friday. Um, I didn't listen to all three and a half hours of the oral argument, but I listened to um, at least an hour of it. And it was pretty telling, Ariana. I mean, you heard Justice Roberts, uh, you know, who's an important, you know, although he usually rules with, with the conservative justice, can at times be that important swing vote um, and sometimes um, rule with the more, more liberal-minded justices. You heard him say that the easier of the two was the mandate to the healthcare workers that if you work for a facility that accepts Medicare and Medicaid, that you have to be vaccinated. He basically said that's the easier one to decide, essentially signaling that he may find that it's constitutional to um, allow or to require healthcare workers in a pandemic like we're in to get vaccinated if at a facility that accepts Medicare or Medicaid services, and that the federal government can do that. Yeah. Um, and then you heard Justice Kagan um, indicating and saying that requiring vaccinations to curb risks to patients and workers in hospitals and other healthcare settings was logical and consistent with the federal government's legal duties. Um, so there seemed to be much more favorable comments on the side of requiring vaccinations for workers of facilities that accept Medicare and Medicaid. And the amount of employees in the United States impacted by that is about 10 million healthcare workers. Now the other mandate that the federal government has issued is through, like you said, through OSHA, mm -hmm. the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. And that's a very broad uh, mandate and it affects 80 million American workers and under that mandate um, the Biden administration through OSHA has said that any employee who works for a private business must be vaccinated unless there's an exemption which would be which would include such things as a religious a sincere religious belief that exempts you from the vaccination or if you have a disability and you can't get vaccinated and you need an accommodation of not having to get vaccinated. But outside of those two exemptions, if you work for a private business that employs a hundred or more employees, you you are required to submit to a vaccination or submit to regular testing um, 
In that mandate, the U.S. Supreme Court justices' comments were not as favorable as the other mandate that we talked about. So, you know, if I were to make a prediction, I would say that the, the U.S. Supreme Court decision will likely find unconstitutional the mandate, the vaccine mandate for any private business that employs 100 or more people um, versus the other one, which requires healthcare workers that work for a facility that gets Medicare or Medicaid services um, or reimbursements, that those employees may have to be subject to the vaccinations under the U.S. Supreme Court's ruling, possibly. Now, again, we don't have a decision yet. I do anticipate a decision to be soon, but um, at this point, we still don't know what the U.S. Supreme Court will do. Um, I mean, in the meantime, <laughs> our listeners may be questioning whether vaccine mandates are legal at, at all. Well, the answer is, in my legal opinion, is it depends. Um, now, there are some states like Florida, Arkansas, Montana, Texas, they have specifically legislated that vaccine mandates are unlawful. So you can't have a vaccine mandate, for instance, in Florida at all. Outside those states, other states and large corporations um, have been requiring vaccinations of employees, and that's generally been upheld. To, to the to this day so um, large corporations like AT&T all managers have to be vaccinated Microsoft you have to be vaccinated to enter the building whether you're an employee or vendor customer anyone going into Microsoft buildings uh, BlackRock you have to be vaccinated to return to in-office work Intel, um, if you refuse to get vaccinated at that corporation, you can be subject to unpaid suspension. So really, the two cases are important in front of the U.S. Supreme Court regarding the federal vaccination mandates. But at a local level, state level, corporate level, vaccinations can still be required of employees um, without being unlawful. Um, so that's what we're dealing with right now. And, you know, it's, it's important to figure out how to best combat, you know, the, this crisis because it's ongoing. Yeah, and it's interesting to see how each of these corporations are handling it. But I know that some, like, uh, like when it comes to my mind, like, I know some schools were doing, like, incentives. So, like, I know a school in this region that gave students who had proof that they were vaccinated, gave them $200, $300. 
so like it can entice students to get the vaccine and like they gave them we're telling them like what are the benefits and things like that so i i think it's interesting to see how this case is going to turn out and and a lot of things is like with these like like well i mean it's sad that we have to incentivize it yes it is incentive should just be for the the greater good for the for your own health and safety not to mention the health and safety of others so that should be incentive enough apparently it's not incentive enough for some and there has to be monetary gain (laughs) for like for me personally if i when I found out, oh, like there's a vaccine and this is going to help me make sure that I don't get extremely ill, that's all you had to say. <laughs> that is all you had to say. And I would have, I, and I got the vaccine as soon as I could. But it's just, especially like one thing I wasn't expecting was the pushback from like the, the, uh, the uh, healthcare community. I wasn't expecting so many people who were in the healthcare community to be pushing back as much as they were for a vaccine. Um, I was a little shocked by that, but I would like to remind everyone that this is not a Democrat versus Republican issue, um, and whether or we like it or not, this COVID-19 is still running rampant throughout our country, and like with the new variant and people who are not vaccinated, the death rate is getting higher again, and to get this under control... Um, we are going to need to make some serious changes and we will see how this all turns out. But overall, this, this next part is my opinion. Um, but it looks like the decision makers, like so far, it looks like it's being made from an economic perspective and not from the perspective necessarily of like the health of citizens. Cause I, I understand that people want to get back to work and make money, but, um, like just living in like a capitalistic society, I can see how putting, like I can see how uh, profits is being put over people and it's kind of evident in how like some decisions are being made and some examples would be the CDC reducing quarantine from 10 days to five days, um, letting people go to work with COVID-19 if they aren't showing any symptoms. And the thing that's crazy about that is that just because you aren't, you don't have symptoms doesn't mean you, doesn't mean you can't transfer it to someone else who would have symptoms. Um, and it's, I understand that like people want freedom, but, but without even knowing what that means. So personally, like I would rather take a vaccine than die from something that was preventable. Um, but like, you don't want a vaccine, you don't want a mask mandate. Like we're going to have to give in some way and we're gonna have to think about the greater good. Like again, I think we said this in our last COVID-19 episode, like no one wants anything to like bad to happen to people, but we we need to take care of each other and not just think of ourselves. Um, who, if I go into this building and I have I'm asymptomatic, but like, what if someone else gets it and they have serious health conditions? Like, how is this going to affect them? So, like, we need to think about the greater good, and um, yeah, just I, I, I just really encourage all of us to have empathy and like not think about ourselves, but like the greater good, because I think that's how a lot of communities thrive when they're thinking about a group of people. So, what are your opinions on this? <laughs> well, Ariana. <laughs> 
my first thought or opinion is, you know, here we are, we're only on our ninth episode, but but yet we're talking about COVID nineteen again, and you know, as we were roundtabling, you know, our episodes and what to discuss next, I think we both said we're not talking about COVID nineteen again, hopefully ever again, but last week. You know, when the U.S. Supreme Court is hearing this Biden versus Missouri case, we thought it was important to push out another episode just so that our listeners could know what is that case about and what does it do um, and why is it important. And as we were preparing for that, we daily are seeing more news accounts of the increase in COVID-19 cases. Personally, today, as a trial lawyer, I just learned that a trial that I was looking forward to having in a couple weeks um, is being paused because all jury trials are being paused at the courthouse. Um, And, you know, it's discouraging. I understand the need to take precautions. You know, here's my opinion. I think COVID-19 is complicated. I think it's confusing. Um, But as we're entering our third year of dealing with COVID-19, we do know it's deadly. Over 5 million people in the world have died due to COVID-19. By now, I... I think most people listening, uh, most people have lost someone close enough to him or her for this to be hitting home, for, for our listeners, for, for us to know that this is a serious um, virus. So we have to take it seriously. The other thing I think it's important to to recognize as a vaccine. I can remember back in, gosh, April, May of 2020, journaling about COVID-19 and and all the devastating effects it was having on on our country, on our world. And my last request, my prayer for the world was (laughs) to get a vaccine. That was before the vaccine came out. I thought that that was going to be the solution. And we all talked about that being the solution. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we were given that that hope we wanted, and it's been rejected by so many. The medical experts have um, weighed in on the vaccine. There's And the overwhelming accounts are that it's safe, that it reduces hospitalizations, and it, it reduces death. So um, that's the good news. The bad news is that vaccinated people, (laughs) uh, maybe more so with this Omicron than ever, are actually testing positive. Like you said, they could be asymptomatic Mm -hmm. and they're testing positive and they're spreading it. And so now all of a sudden the pause button's being hit. There's closures, there's... um, we don't know what to do, but we're going to have to figure out what to do because we're going to be living with this, I think, for a long time, unfortunately. But that's the reality. Um, 
But I think we have to realize that um, we can get through this, but we can only get this through this together. Um, but we need to work together, not be divided. So that's, that's my opinion. <laughs> I agree with that, with the working together completely, because it's crazy. Like you were saying, you were journaling. It's like that just feels like so long ago, and it really, really wasn't. But it's like, oh, once we get the vaccine, like all our problems will be solved. And then it's like, wait a second. People don't want to get the vaccine. I'm like, why? This is a clear, this is a simple decision. If you can, if you are able to get it, get it. Um, and I think it's this thinking as a collective group and not just like, how does this affect me? But how does this affect us as a group? So we're both going to be staying positive and, you know, being... <laughs> I'm not going to be... I hopefully will not getting positive results. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> I do not. I'm so thankful that I have not gotten COVID so far um, and that... Um, close family members have like been like really um I've been really cautious around them to make sure um but yeah yeah thank you so much for listening to this episode and we'll have our resources uh listed in the description box and um follow us on twitter which will also be in the description box so thank you so much for listening to this episode